Alrighty. Hello. Sup. Sup. Sup, bro. Gracie is about to be officially Gracie Simpson. Oh, yes. Yeah. I thought I didn't care, but actually now that she's doing it, I really, really like it. <laughs> uh, it's like deeply flattering. Wow. I mean, at first, we, we talked about this, like we've been talking about this for our whole relationship, mm. and my mom didn't take my dad's name. And I was just like, I don't care. You know, you want to keep Gracie Dixon? I don't give a shit. Sure. And now that she's doing it, I actually realized I did care the whole time. Wow. I was lying to myself. Now you like it. Now I love it. Would you have ever been Isaac Dixon? Fuck no. <laughs> I mean, who knows? There's rhymes. We live in the society we live in. This yeah. is how it is. This is the tradition. There's nothing wrong with traditions. When should I post this in re- in relation to your wedding? There's you plenty of traditions that the week of? go the other way. Uh, what? You want me to post this the week of your wedding? I don't care. Okay. This is going to be a quick mini-sode. Movie you, mini-sode. Are you excited for it? The wedding? I the am wedding? excited and terrified. Mm. You know, I think there's some part where it thinks that, you know, it might go fire the way of Firefest. Wow. You know? I'm sure it'll be fine. It's a lot of moving parts, and we're doing it on a pretty tight budget so there's a lot of things that we're not you know if you spend a lot of money you can be certain everything's going to go perfectly but hey we're we're definitely flying pretty pretty lean Mm. so i think some things may go wrong but you know what fucking good like i hate when every wedding you have a wedding and everything goes perfectly what's the point right there's no story needs to go wrong you know like you gotta have some story to tell all the weddings have kind of blended together in my yeah right because they they all go perfectly people are too good they're too good at what they do. I will say no wedding I've attended has the couple broken up. So, and in many cases, it's been over 10 years. Really? Wow. That's good. You're a good luck charm. I am a good luck charm. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be flying solo at your wedding. It'll uh, just be me. Oh, damn. Nice. Uh, You can meet a lot of people. Everybody will be excited to meet you. Really? Everybody, yeah. So, they, everybody listens to the podcast. Do they know what I look like? Maybe I can fly under the radar. <laughs> Probably not. I'm going to talk. I'll just, hey. Yeah. Hi there. Yeah. I'm Charles. No, I'm not going to say my name. This is a different <laughs> one. No, I don't know where he is because he didn't show up. <laughs> uh, so, movie minisode? Sure. Uh, I saw an interesting film recently called Border. Triumph of the Will. Oh. Border, Triumph of the Will. Um, yeah, I think it's okay. Border. It's a Swedish film. Okay. And it kind of like got a big blip because in, this ties into a little bit what we've been talking about on earlier episodes, which is it got a blip because um, Audrey Plaza did something that you're like, not Aubrey Plaza, whoever she is, did something that I think you're not really supposed to do. And I think it was very unique that she did it, which was she was on a late night show mm. and they were asking her about Oscar movies. Right. And she was like, you know what my favorite movie of this year was? Was this weird Swedish movie called Border. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And it like launched this movie into like the you can see now like suddenly after that you started seeing it popping up everywhere good for her yeah because i think like probably your i bet her agent says like oh you need to say this movie you need yeah. to say this movie because like these are our friends you know and i think she really just like was like no nah, i'm just gonna say what i really believe which is this i one. like green book right i like green book um you know my friend my friend uh whoever first name only directed yeah. it uh but this is this weird swedish movie written by the guy who wrote one of my all-time favorite films, definitely in my top five, Let the Right One In. Ah, uh, yes. So it's written by the same guy. I don't know if it's the book or the screenplay, mm-hmm. and it's really weird. 
Uh, there's a the weirdest sex scene you've ever seen nice. is in it. Hot. You'll love it, I think. I, I actually so. didn't you want a daddy yeah. to take your panties off. Yeah. I actually didn't really like it that much. Uh, but <laughs> Why are we talking about it? Because it's really weird okay. and it got like mainstream. Again, more and more mainstream people need to get like develop their own subjective shit. Yeah. That's the only way to fight against where we're where we're at. Sure. People like Arby Ar- Ar- Plaza, when people are asking them what your favorite thing is, you need to say 10 things no one has ever heard of. Yeah. Well, yeah. Otherwise, what's the <laughs> point? Like, Because they don't realize how much power they have. And yeah. they're being induced to like build other shit up when they should. Just list the other things that everybody already knows that, yeah. that exist. List all the things no one knows. Did you, you know? Did you know? Did you watch The Sopranos? Yeah, of course. Did you all know? Everyone. I don't really care about Green Book. I didn't see it. But the main character that Vigo Mortensen plays in Green Book... The that actual guy is Carmine Lupertazzi on The Sopranos. Oh my God! Like, really? That's the same guy. It's the same, like based on the same character. But isn't it? It's way the, no, more... no, no. It's the guy. Like the guy driving around is the actor who played Carmine Lupertazzi on The Sopranos. Wait. Oh, it's literally the actor. Yes. So he's playing the actor who later became an actor or something. Yes. I see. Yeah. Wow. That's that guy. That's amazing. Isn't that weird? That is really weird. That's <laughs> really my favorite weird. bit of trivia from this year. I, I might go see it today. I want to see it. Green Book? Yeah. What were your Oscar reactions? I didn't really, I didn't watch them. And I haven't, as usual, I haven't really seen anything. I thought the Black Panther nomination was odd. Like uh, Black Panther is fine. It's a fine movie, but it's, it's not, it, it has a boring third act and it's overlong. And it's just not like a great movie, so it, it's it's almost insulting the tokenism that comes with that. Right. It's like, oh, you know, we have to nominate. This is an easy one because black people like Black Panther, and it right. made a lot of money. And also, we have Black Klansmen. And all I, things with black in the title. We and I'm I'm know. sure there was probably cinema made by black people that was much superior. Like, what's the one I haven't seen yet? The Boots Rally movie, Sorry to Bother You. Yeah. Everybody loves that movie. Yeah, I've heard yeah. great things about it. it. And it's like, why not nominate that? Right. Um, instead of Black Panther. Instead of like the Marvel film. That's it's like, so man. condescending. It's so incredible how weak they look. You know what I mean? They just bow to any criticism. It's just like, the gay community is mad about Kevin Hart. Oh, no more host. The black community is mad that we're not having enough black movies now we have two and one doesn't belong there at all you know and black Klansman, i also didn't really like. i didn't see black Klansman. but i don't see anything when green book apparently won spike lee like stomped down the aisle like he was gonna leave yeah well you gotta feel for the guy like the guy's made great movies and is seldom recognized yeah but black Klansman was not a good movie no but you know neither was the departed and he's Martin Scorsese still gets his little <sighs> consolation prize. I don't prize. think I can agree with you that The Departed was not a great. Is Departed better than Goodfellas or no? Casino? No, no, no. It's yeah. not better. It's a replica, but yeah, it's. I mean, I love The Departed. How could you not love The Departed? It's so good. <laughs> uh, should we talk about other thirteen-year-old movies or? Sure. What else you got? <laughs> Departed. What else you're watching? I'm. I. I need better content. I'm really. I'm really out of the thing I'm really into now. I watched the Mr. Rogers documentary, yeah. which I thought was quite good. Um, a little manipulative, but it was excellent. Um, if you loved Mr. Rogers as a kid, you should definitely watch that. That guy was like, like very 
and a very unusual person. Great, great man. Yeah, almost like Christ-like. Right. It's very, very strange. Right. When you when you think about, did you ever read the the Esquire profile of him? No. By, by Tom Tom Junod. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Mm. It it'll get you. Like it's, it'll it'll make you teary. Yeah. I guarantee if you go look that up. It's a pretty amazing piece of writing. I thought I was going to get more teary at the uh, at the Rogers documentary, but I actually didn't. Hmm. I thought it was kind of badly done. Um, which what did you not like? I just it didn't have a narrative. It like felt it was just there was no tension. You know, right. there, there was no like narrative story. It was all over the place. Yeah, it, was, it felt like a badly made documentary. Very, a good topic, but badly made. You know. Well, they're trying to. I guess get everything in. It's hard to make a movie about a guy and then a guy's impact and and be able to stay on the track of of both of those things. Yeah. The thing I'm watching now and really enjoying is The Americans, which is available on Amazon Prime, and it's just an excellent show. I watched like the first two episodes, just couldn't get into it. I I don't want to say you have to give it. Carrie a ch- Russell. She's Carrie great. Bland. No, she's 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 great on it. I. I I didn't want come into it with any expectations. I'd heard it was very underrated, and it's great for a number of reasons. It's great as a, a piece set in the '80s because, unlike Stranger Things and other kind of fraudulent '80s stuff, it doesn't wear that on its sleeve. You're not constantly like, "Oh, here's an '80s thing, and here's another '80s thing." It's just set there. The technology is concurrent with the 80s the political situation is concurrent with right. the 80s it's, there's no nostalgia bullshit yeah and there'll be right. 80s music that they play right but, but it's not like yeah, yeah and it's very intricate and in it's plotting a classic example of a show where the main character has a secret that no one else is supposed to find out about it's dexter where for all like eight seasons or whatever nobody ever finds out that he's a serial killer so the premise of the show never changes but on the americans like they have two kids and eventually spoiler in the third season, their daughter finds out that they're Russian spies. And then there's all this drama about what do we do about our fucking daughter that knows what we do. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then she tells somebody and that's like the end of season three. Wow. So that is a huge, like they take risks with the structure of the show, which is what you need to do in order to make hmm. it. So you're function. three seasons in. Yeah. I'm three seasons. Wow. in. Wow. And how many are there? There's six. Oh shit. It yeah. goes on and on. Yeah, yeah, hmm, pretty. Maybe I should get into it. The other, there's two other plot lines I have to describe that I love. This is why I love the show, just because it does stuff that you're like, holy fuck. The 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 dad and the mom characters, they're both like dad and mom, but they also have to pretend to be other people constantly. And the dad gets involved with this woman who works in an FBI office, and he seduces her, getting her to think that he's works for the. Uh, FBI's Office of Professional Conduct. Well, and they're allowed to fuck other people in the marriage because they were basically put together to do this thing. But then they fell in love, actually. Sort of. kind of. They have a weird, like, sort of loving, sort of contentious relationship. Oh, okay. So he, he, like, gets involved with this woman and has a fake marriage to her and pretends to be her husband. And his cover story is that because of his work, he's always gone. And she kind of tolerates it, but slowly gets more and more weirded out. And so there's this constant thing of him like tricking this woman and having to have a real loving relationship with this person that you're completely fooling. Uh, totally. Yeah. And then later there's, he, he like seduces the, 
the like 15 year old daughter of a CIA operative so he can get into the house and steal and steal documents from them. But he's uncomfortable with the idea of like fucking this 15 year old. So he's trying to stop that from happening, but still have her be interested in him. Oh, that's cool. So there's lots of like identity stuff and it's just a really well done show. It's got great spy things and, and across the board, I'm, I'm very shocked. It was not better recognized when it was on. Yeah. So it's off now. Yeah. I think people always liked it. I feel like this is kind of like B level golden age television, right? It's kind of like B grade, but I think it's better than it's given credit for. It's not given like game of Thrones accolades and stuff, but it's in terms of the thing, the risks that it's taken, like, I mean, having a plot line where one of your main characters is like having a dalliance with a teenage girl. Yeah. It's it's pretty, it's pretty edgy. And to yeah. portray his discomfort with it while still doing it because he's doing it on behalf of the Soviet Union. That's well done. That's pretty unique. So if people haven't watched it, I would recommend it if you like that sort of thing. Well, one thing we should actually not talk about for a minute is the end of the golden age of television has been swan-songed by the AT&T merger with time warner because now at&t is now in control for of hbo right and so all these people are writing these articles about how at&t doesn't care about artistic integrity and they're going to force hbo to become netflix yeah and uh, instead of being like the creme de la creme be more like netflix which is this like balkanized thing where everybody's just we're in their sh- own and bubble. shit out as much original programming right they're as just possible. shitting out like things by formula for this audience and this audience and this audience and you do see netflix doing that no. netflix is king of formulaic remakes of shit that clearly do really well right like the braveheart tv show that's not actually the braveheart tv show Which, what's but, the braveheart tv show so there was a so clearly braveheart was doing really well yeah and then there was a show and a movie that were both original content that were both like essentially Braveheart. <laughs> Just said in like slightly different things. Okay. One was with Chris Pine. It was literally Braveheart. Wow. It was just a total ripoff. Those it things don't get served good. to me, I guess, because I don't watch that kind of It was called like The Last King or some shit. Okay. And then the other one, I can't remember the names of each one. Maybe The Last King is the show and this that was called something else. And then there's a show, The Last King. It's the same shit. It's like the same, like, kid has to avenge the father, you know, Scottish-ish world, you know, old England. I didn't even know these existed. Yeah. And I've watched both of them, and they're fine. They're not bad. Right. But they're just clearly, like, you have data somewhere that says people like these people and love Braveheart, so you're just going to feed them fucking Braveheart, you know, again. And you're starting to see HBO do shit like that. Yeah. You're starting to see them, like, like, they just made a... Uh, se- documentary series about the serial case. Remember yeah. serial Adnan said yeah. that was very non HBO to me because right. it felt like you're really just kind of trying to grab low hanging fruit, mm. you know, which is they've never done. So their president or CEO just left. Yeah. He yeah, quit. I, I did see that news story. Yeah. The HBO president quit finally. I mean, it's there for like 30 years, yeah. but, but it's kind of, uh, people are saying that we're going to enter a phase of where the, the really, truly great television is, is dying. Mm. And I think season three of true detective, great example. It's just not good. It's not good. I don't want, have I don't you seen it. it? No, it's a, it's not that it's not good. It is a total replica of season wow. of season one. Yeah. It is like almost embarrassingly 
a replica. <laughs> like, I won't spoil anything, but the first episode, there's like creepy dolls made of straw. Huh. Disappearing kids. <laughs> possible, you know, weird conspiracy pedophile ring. <laughs> Literally, remember the Yellow King? Yeah. Now there's Love the, the Yellow King. Now there's the Pink Room. Oh. The Pink Rooms. It's the mysterious Pink Rooms. <laughs> it's literally, it's a two dudes in the car. It's a fucking exact replica. Wow. And of course, there's a Vox article saying, it's the best season yet. Oh, yeah. Fucking Vox. God. <laughs> Yeah, people don't seem to love it. Like, I haven't seen anybody that's... I think people who are dummies love it because they're like, oh, this is exactly what I liked about the yeah. first one. So I, I like, like this, too. I like the things that I like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like the first thing of this, so I also like this thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when TV is always, like, the things that take off are just when they take a huge risk. Yeah, like, all right, right. Let's roll the dice on this fucking thing and exactly. see what happens. And I mean, you know, it's very sad. But I mean, I'm hoping that it was just... Uh, Maybe Pizzolatto got taken into a room somewhere and they said, listen, motherfucker, yeah. this is your, either you do what you did in the first one or you're fucking done. Yeah. And maybe he got scared and just redid it to show that he could. Right. And to make everybody like a little bit happy. And now hopefully season four, he'll get a full carte blanche to like do his shit again. You know? Right. But didn't he have that for season two? It didn't go well. It did not go well in season two, but I think there's a lot of reasons for that. And he needs... He needs Fukunaga back, and season four just needs to be a sequel to uh, to the season one. I think that that's what's going to happen. Uh, Corey Fukunaga is making the Carrie. new Bond. Carrie? Carrie, yeah. Is I it? Th- I think it's Carrie Joe. Carrie Joe. Uh, he's making the Bond movie. Oh. He hasn't made a good movie ever. <laughs> I was bummed because never made a good movie. Danny Boyle was supposed to make the Bond movie. Oh, and I was like, great. that'll be crazy. Be awesome. I'd love to see oh, that. That would have been and so good. They just had creative differences, much, quote unquote. Yeah, I was can't. like, fuck. Well, because I mean, that's actually something that I kind of like, though, because I think like the Broccoli family still just has total lockdown yeah. control over Bond, which is kind of great because it's like they're like, no. You're going to make a Bond movie. Yeah. Like, you are not going to make not a Bond movie. It would still be cool to see it. Like, I, I mean, I don't like Bond movies at all. I've never... The only one I've ever liked is Casino Royale. Casino Royale like is quite good. Yeah. Spectre is okay. Not Spectre. Oh. Not Spectre. The one before Spectre. The one with... What's his face? Uh, Javier Bardem. Oh, Javier Bardem. I hated that one. That one I thought was okay. This reminds me of when Oliver Stone was originally supposed to direct Mission Impossible 2. Yeah. And I'm like, what a missed opportunity. That would have been great. That would have been incredible. What has he been doing? He He's made dropped uh, off the face of the earth. No, he made... What, what movie did he make recently? He made some movie recently nobody gave a shit about. He just lost right. his edge. Yeah, nobody gives a fuck about edge. him. He was never that great. But he definitely lost... Uh, he lost it. Yeah. It's his like, 90s period is quite... Late 80s, early 90s. Excellent. Did I say that I watched uh, Once Upon a Time in America? Did I say that on here? I think you said it. I don't remember. I don't think so. So I got really sick. No, because we didn't record it while I was sick, right? Right. Or unless we recorded one. Oh, no, I think we maybe I did mention this on the Adam Todd Brown episode. Okay. Yeah. Because I, I was so. like not sick. I was like sick and then not sick and then and I got very sick. sick. Um, anyway. Once upon a time in America, I would, for people suffering from phone addiction and who are depressed and feel like they can't get away from their phones and anxious, go put your phone in the other room, watch all of Once Upon a Time in America, Just sit down four hours, 
Make yourself some fucking food. Don't get up. Just watch it. <laughs> it felt so good. It was the best thing I've done in months. To just zone out watching one movie for four hours. Sergio Leone. Check it out. Sergio Leone. His only gangster movie. All about Jewish gangsters. That's right. Starring James Woods and some other teams. James two. Woods, so good. All right. When we're done recording, we're going to go see uh, Captain Marvel. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, it's plug time. Thanks for listening to this episode. We're going to do a few plugs real quickly. Uh, Join our forum at nahf.boards.net. We have some fun conversations happening there. Not really, but, you know, if you join, it'll be more fun. You can email us at notahugefanpodcast at gmail.com. Subscribe on your preferred podcast platform and write us a review on iTunes. Pretty please. It's so helpful if you do that. And do all those things and don't fucking text me. Yeah. Leave don't, Isaac alone. Do not text me your thoughts about the podcast. Yeah. That's, send them to the email or post exactly. them on the forum and we will respond there yeah. and it'll be great. Right. Uh, and then my social media is all funzaroni, including my website. You can follow me there. Thank you. How do you spell that? F-U-N-Z-A-R-O-N-I. Funzaroni. Funzaroni. And why is it that? Uh, it's a name I picked ages ago and now it's too late. Yeah. To go back. Phones are uh, You can find me at IsaacSimpson.com. That's my website. Uh, it's a portfolio website, so it's a lot of my work uh, in the advertising and journalism and brand creation world. But uh, you can also find ways to contact me there. Um, and also, uh, I don't really do socials, but you can find me on medium that's probably the best place to to find me or linkedin i enjoy being linkedin so just linkedin isaac simpson and you can uh, talk to me there that's it thank you for listening goodbye bye don't text isaac <laughs>